Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last week, we talked about our lessons learned from the best ball championship Regular season playoffs, and now we're on. We're on to a new subject. We'll circle back. We'll circle back in a little bit, a few weeks, next week, something, on the regular season, things to take away for 2022. But we only have one more week to draft some of these best ball playoff contests. We had some just anarchy yesterday in the NFL, so it's a perfect time to start to dig into maybe some things that we learned from yesterday, some things that we've learned from the last few weeks of drafting for these playoff contests and try to apply them for the next week, the next five days into our best ball playoff drafts. So let's get it. afternoon ga not gm ga good afternoon tony good afternoon everyone hopefully everyone is having a wonderful airpods are not cooperating but uh hopefully everyone is having a wonderful monday hopefully the week 18 the first week 18 slate of all time treated everyone well dfs if you're playing if you have some kind of sick season-long league that's playing in week 18 if that Hopefully that went well. It certainly did not for me, but I thought, you know, with what was the chaos of yesterday, right? We've been drafting. <clears throat> we've been in the Spike Week community. We've been drafting these playoff best ball teams for a while, for since they opened, you know, right? I mean, shoot, the multiple mittens have already filled. The gauntlet is, you know, what, half full or something like that. Now, big mitten, hopefully on its way. 
to getting closer to full. And, you know, we can't like, you're constantly evolving your thoughts, but also playing the game theory side of things with eight, you know, ever changing ADPs. And I mean, I think back right now already to when these contests open, like the first mitten in the gauntlet when they opened and like, <laughs> you think about them and it's great. It's, it's nuts, you know, like Devin Singletary, super late, right? JT for, you know, third overall, fourth overall, um, the chargers are all in the top few rounds, you know, so how much has changed in those drafts, right? 49ers were mixed in the middle kind of, um, the Bengals were all like super, super late round picks. Um, I'm trying to even think, you know, the, obviously the Raiders were not even being drafted. The Eagles still really aren't being drafted. There was so much that was different that, you know, when these things started and even different, not that, not that long ago that were, that were different. And, um, you know, all, like the Chiefs even take the chiefs into account. We had, we made the assumption that uh, the chiefs looks like I, uh, my wife just texted me that uh, I have the wrong AirPods. I was wondering why they weren't working. So this is high quality entertainment here. I'm like, I can't get my damn AirPods to work. And my wife just texted me. Pretty sure you have my headphones. And she's like, you do. So the audio from <laughs> this is streaming is uh, either she is trying to get my headphones, Joe, just an absolute, absolute shit show. And so now she's bringing me down, bringing me down my my AirPods. She doesn't want to get in the view. Thank you. High quality, high quality enter entertainment. Let me see if this works now. Um, but what I was, what I was. Oh, see now, Jesus, this is awful, right? Now I got to give her these AirPods. Can't wait to put this on the podcast feed and have everybody just listen to me talk through exchanging AirPods with my wife for a minute or whatever. So anyway, playoff best ball. You know, we're obviously doing this show to kind of try to like have some takeaways, right? And not even just like my personal takeaways, your your takeaways, um, just think through some of these things that we're seeing happen, right? And try to see how we can apply them moving forward to to draft better, right? To make more money <laughs> at the at the end of the day. And I think um, the chaos of yesterday, like I was saying, and and the ever changing ADPs that we've had over the course of all these playoff best ball contests is like maybe like one of the best like lessons that we can learn. Right. Cause we haven't like had, I mean, we've had the results on who made the play, who's made the playoffs. We haven't had like the playoff results yet. Right. So we've barely even made it to step one of this whole process versus, you know, like last week when we're really breaking down um, what, you know, what happened in the best ball finals and what ha- like instant reactions to 2022 and thinking about that moving forward, it's really easy to get anchored to the results and, and and what literally just happened the day before or or the night before this is like i mean a drafting environment that 
we joke about in the regular season, like the wide receiver craze, like say on underdog and that did, like that was nothing compared to what we've seen in these playoff best ball contests. Right. I mean, the chargers went from like, you know, you'd have to draft Austin Eckler in the second round to like barely getting drafted after they lost the Texans. And then now obviously they're eliminated from the playoffs after the crazy, crazy game last night. And so the first thing I thought about is just, you know, trying to figure out ways to manipulate the ADP in these contests moving forward. And what we're seeing so far in, uh, I'm actually going to try to pull up like even just underdog while we're talking about this, because we're, we're even just seeing, let me go just like to the rankings. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. So if we just look at underdog, um, NFL, these are projections. We don't have ADP. What's a good way for me to look at that? Is there a way to look at the ADP? Maybe if I go to completed, go to my last gauntlet or something. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's look at my, my, my last gauntlet. You guys can even see. If we look at my last gauntlet, right? This is not, which is obviously not a, uh, not a perfect representation of like where ADP is and everything. But um, I mean, you obviously, you see, I, I took Stefan Diggs number two overall. Um, so that's funny. Yeah, I, I went to rank. Hold on real quick. I went to rankings. Oh, geez. It's probably because I didn't have playoff. Uh, there we go. Thank you, guys. Also, we joke about the Eric's, the amount of Eric's that show up to the stream. And literally within Paul V and Paul. Spider-Man meme. That's weird. That's weird. Something about people with the same names on this on this show. I don't know what it is. So if we look through the ADPs, right? First of all, it is somewhat funny. Not not I won't I won't make a true comment on it, but the top one, two, three, four, five players are wide receivers. Next is quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, quarterback, wide receiver. Don't get till Derrick Henry at a tw- ADP of 12 until we get to a running back. No comments on running backs for me with that. However, when we start, like I want to kind of like just quickly run through some of this ADP. Maybe we can even hop in a draft later <clears throat> to wrap this, to wrap this up. But um, I'm actually going to look at running back because Singletary is the one guy that like just jumps out to me when I think about rising, rising ADPs like this. I, in in um I'll actually even do that. Let me go to completed early. Go to early twenty twenty one playoffs. I bet I took Singletary in one of my first few drafts here. Probably nope. Let's see if I can see it. Yeah. So look at this. One of my first drafts. Um, I am the one hundred one. And so look at this. This is one of my first playoff drafts. Do you want to talk about lessons in ADP movement in playoff drafts? Obviously, I took Devontae. I took Devontae 101. 
Diggs comes all the way back to the two three turn. He's now basically he's now basically a first round pick. Josh Allen is there with Diggs at the two three turn. You now have to take them. You know, and you hope that you can get them at the one two turn. <laughs> I took Damian Harris in the fourth round. <laughs> AJ Dillon in the fifth round. Those are obviously no longer as as good of values. Oh, look at this Vikings. Took a Viking secondary stack with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Obviously, that did not this that did not go well. But Devin Singletary, the last pick of literally the last pick of the draft, Devin Singletary, to start out these playoff, like at the very beginning of these these playoff contests. We look back at the end again. Oh, Herbert was Herbert was super late. Um, you know, so some of these have remained similar. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase at 45th overall, right? Joe Mixon at 42nd overall. Uh, Derrick Henry, here's a good one. Derrick Henry, 47th overall. Now we go look at the rankings and Devin Singletary, who I took with the Latin, he was going to go undrafted. <laughs> Devin Singletary, gosh dang it, I keep going to the wrong. Devin Singletary is now the one, two, three, four, five, six, sixth running back selected trending towards passing Zeke by the way he goes ahead of Zeke I uh, I did some drafts today and he goes ahead of Zeke but he's a ADP of 23.6 and I had in the very first time I took him I had him with a lot literally was going to be undrafted <clears throat> so I think something that I want to think about after we get through this week, right, when we get to next year and we start to, um, you know, get to the end of next year and think about these drafts is like really, <laughs> yeah, this is how it should be. I don't know why Pollard goes after Zeke. Um, when we get to next year is think about the kinds of guys that can be risers and the kinds of guys that can be fallers. Right. So what we saw this year was obviously Devin Singletary is my favorite example of that like crazy riser that happened in uh, in the draft. As, as Paul says, I mean, literally the the last pick of the draft as as Paul V. Spider-Man, the other the other Paul says the top two running backs by ADP are not even are not even playing in, in the wildcard week. That doesn't even take into account the fact that. Devin Singletary used to be had at the end of the draft, and now he's catapulted up. Jonathan Taylor is not even in the playoffs. Austin Eckler is not even in the playoffs. Right? Um, people were drafting Ravens, right? Didn't did make the playoffs. And so, you know, I, I, I don't think that there's, like, some, like, answer to how do you approach these teams that are fragile in terms of making the playoffs, right? I tend to be, and I think a lot of the people, like, in the Spike Week Discord, the Spike Week community were – on like fairly same page, like we're willing to, like I was, I was still in on the chargers even after they lost to the Texans, knowing that they needed to win out and probably need a little bit of help, but they definitely needed to win out. Obviously that did not happen. I was comfortable doing that because of what I thought the payoff was. Like I thought that this was a team that could not only like produce, but they could win some games. And so I was comfortable doing that. However, that also led me being, confident in the chargers when the market was also confident in the chargers led to them being um i can even pull up some of these uh not results 
completed early drafts. Let's look at some of the more of the early drafts. Led to, I'm sure there's a team. Here's another Devin Singletary. He picked 58, and he had an ADP of 79. I really liked the Patriots here on this team. Um, Dylan, Eli Mitchell. Here's your, oh, boy. Oh, look at that. I took Jimmy G. I don't remember any of these teams, by the way, so that's funny. Uh, RIP Chris Godwin and AB. Woof. Uh, but, yeah, so Keenan, right? Keenan going 33rd overall. Um, I, I'm pretty certain I took Eckler, so I really want to find an Eckler team. Lots of lots of Brady. And those nope, there's <laughs> here's a good one. Here's a great example. Where am I? Second overall. Take Lenny. This was back when uh this was back when Lenny was uh going in the first round every time. And I and I think it was fine. I actually I think that that was really sharp. I think Lenny was a borderline one was borderline the 101 in these drafts. Then a lot has changed, but then. So I take Lenny in the first round, and I obviously went after the Bucks. <laughs> Look at this, Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, 14th overall. Lamar Jackson, 23rd overall with Mark Andrews. Come back with Gronk and. Justin Jefferson. This team, this is the this is like the worst team in the entire tournament. This is literally the worst team in the entire tournament. Lamar uh, Lamar doesn't have a quarterback. Lenny is back, but took Dalvin and Justin Jefferson, and a bunch of dudes not playing. And obviously, Chris Godwin blew out his knee. But like this wasn't unreasonable. Look at this. You know, Dalvin's ADP was a little bit, but Lamar went 23rd overall, right? Godwin was an injury. Hollywood was going 14th overall because they we expected them to make the playoffs. Then, obviously, that has changed. But so a lot has changed. Uh, this is an excellent question. Paul asks: Should Fournette be back in the first round now that he's expected to play next week? Um, the only issue I have with that, and I'm trying, I'm really trying to think about the bucks a little bit more because I don't want to be a, you know, a slave to what we just saw this, this past week for sure. Or the past two weeks, <clears throat> you know, they barely beat the jets and they, they kind of barely beat the Panthers to bad teams. And I'm, I'm trying not to, you know, ultimately in, at the end of the day, they still have Tom Brady and they're a quality football team, but this is a, this is a team that we, we're counting on Lenny when we thought they had Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Evans, healthy Lenny, a healthy defense. That's, you know, they were one of the Super Bowl favorites, we thought. Then you lose Chris Godwin, you lose Antonio Brown. Even, even Cyril Grayson is hurt now. Not that he, like, really matters that much, but he's hurt. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. They're down to pick that they are going to their three wide receiver set is going to be Mike Evans, Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson, and Brashad Perriman. They have some injuries on the defensive side as well. And so I struggle more with Fournette. I, I was very heavy bucks when we first started this and it was a lot easier to stack them then too, but I struggle with kind of honestly where the bucks should go now because of the team context, not because like when you look at Mike Evans now 
without those guys. Like in a one game sample, he looks awesome. You're like, what do you mean? There's no Godwin and no AB and no Grayson. Like Evans is a smash. Fournette's back. He's probably a smash. Tyler Johnson, honestly, is probably a smash at his ADP. Gronk is definitely a smash. But in terms of projecting them, in terms of projecting them moving forward, this is what I this is what I struggle with. Like Evans should be a first round pick. Are we like what's how, how why is he different than than Jamar Chase? You know, they have the same Jamar Chase probably has more upside as we have seen already. Evans can't do that game that Jamar Chase can do. And the Bucks are, you know, a shell of the team that we we saw just relatively recently. And so that I I fully admit that they are the team that I absolutely struggle with struggle with the most see i i guess i'm struggling with these teams as well i don't i'm so there's only six there's only six players i'm struggling with the first round because um this means that so there's three chiefs players there's stefan diggs and josh allen there's cooper cup and Devonte adams and then there's evans and chase and i'm struggling with how you how how to like you know appropriately value if you really value mike evans that highly what like what is the difference like why is he valued more highly than you know all those all those other guys it's a difficult it's a really difficult situation to assess i think because like i said when you if you look if you ignore the team context Mike Evans is a smash and he probably is a first round pick, right? Obviously doesn't have a buy matchup is fine against Philly in the, in the first round. And he should command a lot of targets with, without those other guys. Uh, Gronk is really not that different than him. In my opinion, actually um, they're fairly similar. Evans a little bit more upside. Um, and then just the issue to me is like the, the team context. I mean, I will be the absolute first person if Brady comes out and makes a run to the Super Bowl with this team with without Godwin, without Evans, with a banged up Lenny, you know, no other running backs, really uh, a banged up defense. If he makes a run, I mean, huge hat tip to Tom for doing it this but if if we're basing it off of these last two weeks, it doesn't look great for the Bucks. It doesn't look great. Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers couldn't score on anyone for weeks. They just had quite a bit of success on the Bucks defense, and the Bucks have, have struggled relative to the Bucks standards the last two weeks to score. So, um, but this is an excellent point by Matt. You know that he is gonna make a run somehow. Forty-four-year-old Tom Brady, like because AB's out here, you know, throwing him under the bus and talking shit about him. Now, old man Brady is gonna somehow make this run. Um, I mean, I, what he did last year was was borderline unbelievable. So, would I really be surprised if he did? No, but you know, having watched all of these games the last two weeks i and i do just like really really struggle with with the bucks and so i am higher on oh i'm definitely higher on the cowboys than the bucks personally 
Yes, I know. I, I'm. I, I know. I watched. I watched the game. I played DFS. I played. I played Cyril Grayson and DJ Moore in DFS. It. It was a lot of backdooring going on with the old with the old Bucks the old Bucks offense. Let me pull up. Uh, let's go to ESPN. Let's share that. Go to box score. Need to play, yeah, play by play. End of quarter two, 10 7, right? Bucks fumble or uh, Panthers fumble for a score by the Bucks. Panthers go for it in their own territory at the 28 and Bucks score. So like they didn't really hang 41. They had 10 points at halftime. Their defense scored and the Bucks gave them the ball in the red zone. Um, I'm just saying I, if you would like to slide in my DMS and you want to bet on the Bucks futures, I'm more than happy to to do so. But this is the re- all you do is replace Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell with Leonard Fournette, and this is what we're looking at here. <laughs> Brashad six targets to Brashad Perryman, seven targets to Tyler Johnson, Cameron Brait, and Scotty Miller, and Jalen Darden. And so, you know, uh, we have to make stands. Here's another thing I believe in strongly. While if we're for a lessons themed show you can't cover every base in all of this if you're higher on the bucks than me please by all means like they're 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 just as likely as any of these other teams in the nfc outside of probably the packers like i said i prefer the cowboys i think the betting markets prefer the cowboys too i'm not really sure um but i I would i would rather i would rather attack at cost at cost i would rather draft the 49ers I'd, probably, I'd definitely rather draft the Cardinals than the Bucks at cost. Um, and I, I think the Eagles can beat them. Maybe that's my maybe that's my hot take. There's a Eagles beat the Bucks. There's a, another another. Uh, well, yeah the 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 Bucks definitely. You know they drew the they drew the Eagles, so they're in a a better spot. You know than having to face the 49ers like the Cowboys are for sure. But, like, it's one game. I think the Eagles can beat them. I'm probably going to bet the Eagles. Certainly happy to hold my L if, uh, if, that's, if that's wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if, if it was just this simple, like, if it was literally just as simple as Tom Brady is going to win every Super Bowl, like, I don't know, it's an easy printing press. <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady didn't win every Super Bowl when he didn't have, you know, all the best players around him. And he lost a Super Bowl with the best offense he's ever been on. You know, at a certain point, this other stuff does matter. There's a reason. There's a reason why they struggled in the last two weeks. You know, they turned it on later. Gronk smashed, right? Evans caught two touchdowns, but he he was okay, right? Six for 89 on seven targets. But like, there's a there's a there's a reason why like the skill players matter, you know. The skill players do matter. Tom is amazing. I'm not doubting. There's there's zero doubting of Tom Brady. Like none, literally none. 
there's a doubting of the team. If it was just about the quarterback, the Chargers would have won last night. But the Chargers defense stinks. And so the Raiders beat them. You know, that's just how it goes. I, I, I agree with this, but like, the, you know, it, it is what it is. The, the Jets, what's the Jets strong suit? Nothing. Jets nearly beat the Bucks. Jets don't have a strong suit. And so I'm just saying the Bucks, the Bucks are, are like absolutely live. Still a very good team. Tom Brady is unbelievable. Gronk is a beast. Mike Evans is good. And, you know, Lenny is coming back. This is not the Bucks. When we open these, when we open these contests, these playoff contests, this is not the Bucks team you are drafting at all. Chris Godwin is their best wide receiver. Antonio Brown on a, you know, per route basis was better, was the best player on the offense on a per snap per route basis. Say whatever we want about him as a person, but like they lost their two best offensive players. And, you know, they, I, I my assumption is that, um, so like JPP and Shaq Barrett didn't play uh, Sunday. My assumption is that they're fine, but honestly, I haven't like looked, looked into it. Um, right. I, I agree. The offensive line is still intact, but they're down their two best offensive players. And we're, we're in the playoffs now. This isn't the regular season, right? Like you're going to have to be, really, really good teams who are also still intact. And also like if the Packers lost Devonte Adams, we wouldn't be like, Oh yeah, it's fine. They got Rogers. It's all good. No problem. Right. When you lose your best offensive players, <laughs> the guy's getting open. It matters that that stuff matters, you know? And so that's my, I'm like I said, I'm investing my dollars into being lower on the bucks. than like, I'm not taking Mike Evans in the first round. If I have to take Mike Evans over a Chief, a Bill, Cooper Cup, or Devontae Adams, like I'm not doing it for me personally. And then when we talk about kind of what we were talking about at the very top, where it was, the ADP of the Bucks used to be able to get Bucks stacks in the gauntlet specifically, right? We have the, now we have the Mitten Three launched today. Uh, promo code Spike on on Underdog we have the mid and three. So it's a little bit different. You know, if you want to get some buck stacks, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm not still not s- certain where I'm going to invest all my resources, but I would, <laughs> I would, uh, uh, if I were drafting 150 mitten teams, I would have some buck stacks for sure. But like in the gauntlet, you know, you used to be able to get all these bucks a whole lot cheaper. And now the team is worse and their ADPs are higher. And so it's like outside of four net. Fournette, who I think is still, still probably a pretty pretty darn good pick at, at ADP. But there's all, right? I mean, this conversation is so good. So perfect for this like subject of like, how do we manipulate these drafts in this like crazy ever-changing environment? Every week in a playoff draft, right? They opened a month ago or something. Every week we have ev- like changing probability of just making the playoffs, period changing probability of winning the Super Bowl, making a run in the playoffs. Like we put all, we put all the onus for a month basically on like just making the teams that like we think are going to make the playoffs. And we were wrong about like (laughs) three of them. And then, um, right. 
we'll move off the we'll move off the Bucks here. But like this is not a one game DFS slate. It's not a, a regular season best ball contest. Drafting drafting top round guys, your team they need to win games, like multiple. <laughs> like if the Chiefs were really bad right now we wouldn't be drafting those guys. And the, the reason why Tyreek and Travis Kelsey go up there is not only because of condensed target shares, but because they're one of the Super Bowl favorites. They're the second Super Bowl favorite, despite not having the buy. If it was just about condensed target shares, why, why does Julio Jones not get drafted on the team with the buy and the, 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 the best air quotes, right? They're not the best on the best team in the AFC. Why aren't you drafting Julio Jones? That's a condensed offense to three dudes. Nobody wants to draft them. Their Super Bowl probability is just as good as the Bucks, right? What are you what are you doing it? So we'll just turn this into a fun strategical conversation about the best ball playoffs. The Bucks are such a good um talking point because i mean can you think of a team that has had more change like leading into this this playoff run like if tom brady hadn't already made you know a trillion dollars and had a supermodel wife i might feel bad for them but like you lose chris godwin in my opinion their best wide receiver antonio brown say whatever we want about him was playing at an elite an absolutely elite level and the defense has not been very good they can't. They, they, the running game is not the focus of their of their offense. The passing game is the focus of their offense. And now they're like, like I, I love Gronk as a beast, but you're relying upon an old Gronk to win you games in the playoffs. Mike Evans is not really the kind of wide receiver that like just goes and wins you games by getting a bunch of targets. Really, like he's good, but he's more akin to a Mike Williams style guy. Like he doesn't really like just like get open all the time. You know what I mean? He's like a deep threat and a contested catch kind of guy. Godwin and AB were so helpful for their off helpful for their offense because they, they gelled so well with Brady. And then Evans was like such a good, unbelievable like mix with those guys. They had the perfect mix. That's why they're, you saw my teams, like all of my wildcard teams are like <laughs> buck stacks. So trust no one was higher on the bucks. Than me, I was taking Lenny 101. I was all in like buck stacks. I was on board with them making a run. I think that people are using those injuries and catapulting the bucks when, like, when you take it's kind of like in DFS. When you come into a DFS slate on a Sunday, you'll get a team have a bunch of injuries, right? And so they have like one starter left you know, one of their main wide receivers is left and everybody is like, Oh, they're just going to throw to him every play. We're going to boost this projection. We're going to boost this target share, blah, blah, blah. And what, like when you take a step back, you're like, yeah, but the offense is probably going to be bad now. And the bucks offense is not going to be bad by any stretch of the imagination. That is not what I'm saying. But what happens so often in these situations is that's what people will do. They will, you know, take it, take that, like, look at it in this vacuum and say, oh, well, look, Evans is just going to get all the targets, which, spoiler alert, as we were looking here, we just saw this game happen. They threw the ball 37 times, and Mike Evans got seven targets. 
So the target share wasn't condensed. The target share was condensed to Gronk. <laughs> so it, Gronk had seven. Gronk had ten targets, seven catches for 137 yards. Evans just so happened to have the touchdowns. But Mike Evans had the same amount of targets as Tyler Johnson, and one more than Brashad Perryman. So I think the theory of Mike Evans is going to draw all these targets now is like seems logical, but in practice. It's not totally true. They still threw to Perriman and Tyler Johnson. Now Lenny is coming back to probably draw a few more running back, right? They only threw to the running backs three times in that game. And Mike Evans is not really that, that, that kind of a guy. And so it's like in DFS, it sounds like, oh yeah, everybody's out. They're just going to throw it to the one remaining good guy that they have left. And, and then when you see it in practice, it's not really as true as we want it to be. Um, from a projection standpoint, and then the offense is just worse. Now, the, this offense may not, like I said, it's still going to be good, um, but the offense may not be quite as good. Uh, it looks like the Chiefs are going to be totally fine. It looks like the Chiefs are going to be totally fine. I was a little concerned about that, not against the Steelers. I think that they could they could do the McCall Hardman, uh, Byron Pringle thing again and probably beat beat the Steelers, but with the Tyreek, Kelsey, Daryl Williams injuries, I think that was something to at least consider, right? For for injuries, things to, to think about, lessons, if you will, to learn for the upcoming week. But it seem it seems that they that they are fine. So I want to come back to Paul's question. What are you doing at six if the top five go by ADP? Let me share the ADP again. I should have kept it up there. Um, here we go. Playoffs. Top five ADP. Okay. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs. What are you what are you doing at six? So here's where I'll start. One, I'm outrageously high on the bu- on the I was just about to say on the Bucks. You guys have ruined my brain. I can't even <laughs> I can't even talk about talk. And it's really unfortunate because like I said, uh so like all my early teams are Bucks stacks, or like at least secondary Bucks stacks. And so now I'm, I'm unfortunately having to talk negatively. I think they were like just such a smash in these early drafts. So anyway, what are you doing at six? If the top five go to go by ADP, top five in ADP here, as as you see, yeah. So you can take Brady Evans, right? That's what people are doing. That's what I don't want to do. You're paying the peak price for the bucks when they're at their worst, right? Now in mitten three, in mitten three, like the price is the price, right? It just opened. You don't have to deal with past ADPs or whatever. In the gauntlet, you're paying one, two turn prices for a team that has had all of these injuries. It's not even as much, right? My opinion is I want to be lower on them, them than the market, but that's not even like necessarily what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, as we talked about at the top with all the crazy ADP shifts and everything, I don't want to buy the top when the team is at the bottom, right? And everybody is buying the top because everybody is just like, oh, look, Mike Evans is going to get all these targets, which didn't actually end up being true. And like, they're, they're, we're not considering the fact that, oh, maybe like, why is Tom Brady... Why is Tom Brady better than Dak Prescott? 
like legit question. Tom Brady goes, if we look at ADP, 13.1. Dak Prescott goes 29.5. That doesn't make any sense to me. So why would I take Brady at the one-two turn when I can get a superstar, um, when I can get, a, you know, I can make, it's possible you could get, you know, Kelsey Mahomes. It's possible. You can get Kelsey Mahomes. You can take Josh Allen. The other thing about the Bills, like I said, I'm very high on the Bills. You don't, you don't have to have Stefan Diggs to stack the Bills, right? Josh Allen runs, as we've seen, and Stefan Diggs is is awesome, and he's definitely the target leader. But it's much closer to like the Dallas situation, where like, do you have CD? Do you have Amari? You want one of those guys, I think. But like, does it really matter? Like if you if you stack Allen with Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, you're totally fine. Especially if you have Singletary, totally fine. So Josh Allen, I think, is in play right there. The Bills matchup. Yeah, so I'm not as worried about the Patriots, but the Patriots can can beat anybody. You know, that's what they do. They're going to come out and run the ball and play defense. <clears throat> um I'm not that worried about first round matchups. That's another, that's another good talking point. I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. That the, the matchup for the Bills in the first round is a little bit scary. Same thing for the Cowboys, right? You would have kind of hoped that the Cowboys got like the Eagles in the first round. Obviously, they did not. The Bucks got the Eagles. But like this team's good. Your, your team is going to have to win tough games to make the Super Bowl, right? If I'm drafting at the one two turn, if you if you can't beat the Patriots, were you going to beat the Chiefs? Were you going to beat, you know, whatever the you know everybody likes the Bucks here? Were you going to beat the Bucks? Were you going to beat the Packers? Were you going to beat the Cowboys? Were you going to beat the Rams? You know what I mean? And so, like, I'm a little less worried about the matchup thing because you're gonna have to beat good teams regardless. I understand, you know, we obviously would love the easiest path for sure, which is another reason to love the Chiefs. Which is another reason to love the Chiefs. They play the Steelers, <laughs> the worst playoff team by a wide margin. I guess the Raiders, yeah, Raiders, Eagles, Steelers, pick your poison. Who do you think is the worst between the? We'll get to that one in a second. That's a great. That's a great one. That's a great one. Okay, so back to the question. Six spot. God, yes, Matt. Getting the six spot is tough right now. Matt says happened back to back drafts for me just now. The six spot is brutal. Top five. I do agree with you guys, hundred percent. Clear, clear, clear. Top five. I, I, as I have, have have mentioned, I'm very high on the Bills. I think you can take Josh Allen without um, taking another, you know, without or without taking Stephon Diggs. Sorry. I think, I, I think CD, hundred percent. Sir Shibe says uh, CD Amari is good too. You can you can take CD Amari there. You can take you can take Josh Allen and one of those guys. Um, like I said, you know the 49ers matchup does does kind of suck. But uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I already posted that I bet the Cowboys. I'm definitely going to be back in the Cowboys this week. Um, I'm not a believer in in Jimmy G in these playoffs, and maybe he'll prove me wrong. But um, I think the Cowboys are just a better team. And we'll see. The Cowboys have played down to some bad competition, so that could absolutely happen again. I wish they had Michael Gallup, but 
Um, I'm just still betting on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a team I want to bet on. The Cowboys are a team with as much, you know, Super Bowl equity as anyone in the NFC, sans the Packers. And they're all, you know, they're like, we're on the first, we're scrolling down the first page here. We don't get to the first Cowboy till the 14th pick. We don't get to the next Cowboy till the almost 20th pick, you know? So I'm just going to keep investing in, in, um, in the Cowboys kind of in that, in that range, right? You can have either of Zeke or Pollard. Cedric Wilson is cheap. Dalton Schultz is cheap. So um, I really, I really, I'm still, I'm going ham on the Cowboys, which means you need to bet on the 49ers this weekend. If my best ball portfolio needs the Cowboys to win, they're not going to win. That the two things we've figured out, figured out two things on this show. Um, I am anti Bucks making a run, so you need to bet Bucks Super Bowl futures, and I'm pro Cowboys, and the, also like being pro cow. Actually, perfect on both sides. Anti Tom a Tom Brady team making a run, and pro the freaking Dallas Cowboys making a run. And so if though if I'm believing in those two things. Bet the opposite. Bet go get a second mortgage. Cole says, I love the Cowboys too. They probably have the most all-around talent, both sides of the ball, but hoping they can be consistent enough to win four tough games. That's the thing. I thought you nailed it. I couldn't agree more. Overall, pure talent on the roster, both sides of the football. The Cowboys, it's Cowboys, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills. Like the, the Packers are honestly not that talented of a team they're i mean they're definitely in that mix right but like the 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 packers actually have a fair bit of of issues on their roster it's just that if aaron Rodgers and Devontae adams and you know jair alexander's coming back bakhtiari's coming back so they're really good but you know pure roster talent the cowboys are right there with anybody in the league the issue is like they don't they don't they don't do it (laughs) they don't they absolutely they absolutely just don't do it Bucks are definitely gonna make the comment. Bucks, Bucks, Niners. That is so oh God. That is so true. That is such a good comment. Bucks, Bucks, Niners conference final. Ship it right now. Bet both of bet that. Can you bet specific conference finals matchups? If you can, that's what you should do because clearly that's what's gonna happen. How okay? So that's a great another lead into. Um, I'm gonna hop in a draft. I'm gonna hop in a draft. We can talk it through. We can talk it through. Mitten, mitten three. I wasn't sure if I was going to get in it. Let's do a mid. Um, and we can talk through some of that because one thing I want to do, talking about lessons, right? I am, Lord, that filled fast. Um, all right, 105. Perfect. We just talked about the 106. One thing that I do want to do, lesson that I've learned over <clears throat> the amount of playoff drafts I've done, which isn't like a ton i don't know 100 you know like eagles if eagles if you're still watching you sicko he did 150 in three days like i know there are people out there grinding a lot more than me but i think something that i've learned is i want to go i want to take a stand in x percentage of my like portfolio of playoff teams right as we have just talked a lot about i'm like super super bullish on basically the bills the chiefs and the cowboys 
only one NFC team, right? And two AFC teams. And so I want to take stands on those teams in about as many of my drafts as possible up to a certain point. Then what I would like to do is get kind of weird in some of these other drafts. Somebody on Twitter was asking about like, how many teams do you think, you know, are going to be going to actually have enough players five, right. Quarter to fill the roster spots in the Super Bowl, how many of the 94 teams that advance to the, the championship or however many of it, I don't, I haven't looked at them in three, how many that advance will be able to fill the Super Bowl roster. And the answer is depends who's playing in the Super Bowl, right? If it is Bill's Cowboys, something I like or chiefs Cowboys or bucks, bucks are one, right? <clears throat> if, if it's one of these teams that are, that you can easily fit them together or that are popular, everybody's going to have five or six of them at least. But if it's 49ers Bengals, as Chad says here, he's very heavy on the Bengals. If it's Bengals and 49ers in the Super Bowl, not that many are going to have five or six guys from that game. Right. And so I want to have a requisite number. Now I'm, I'm about to say this and I'm still taking stuff on digs. Um, because I do think the top five is a clear thing and I can do those other stacks um, afterwards, but I wanted to do a draft here before we wrapped up because that's a big thing for me is I do think I want to have a certain amount of my portfolio that is like, I've decided this is the stand I want to take on these playoffs and I'm comfortable losing basically all of those teams, right? If the bills and the Cowboys lose in the first round, it's over for me. <laughs> like that's just, it's just the truth of the matter. It is. It's over for me. But if if that happens, I want to also then have a set percentage of my team that's like, let's just embrace the anarchy. Give me the freaking Eagles, you know, Titans Super Bowl. <laughs> maybe that's maybe a slight exaggeration, but you get the point, right? I want to I want to do something like that. The Titans are actually a really good team, um, as Matt says here. I'd even say Titans would be low owned, which is crazy. Right, they have the buy, and they're definitely going to be low owned. Uh, well, now I have to say, God damn it! All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do. I have to take Josh Allen here because I was gifted it. I'm going to take the Allen dig stack, and then we're going to get funky with the NFC teams. And I do think the NFC is quite a bit more interesting to do this with. Like the Cardinals are super cheap, right? No one drafts the Eagles. The 49ers are reasonably um, affordable. You can do secondary Packers, right? MVS is cheap. Lazard is cheap. Dylan is cheap. Um, and the NFC to me is like, I mean, we, we spent a lot. We spent too much time talking about the Bucks. We've talked about the Cowboys. We haven't even gotten to the Rams. And like all, would you be surprised if any of these teams advanced out of the NFC? I wouldn't. You know, the Eagles. But outside of the Eagles, would you be honestly like legitimately, truly surprised if any of them advanced? Not really, I don't think. And so, but the market is not treating them all the same. So I think that one, I think that is interesting. Uh, someone posted a team in Discord that was super, a super fragile Green Bay stack, like five players, only five players going in round one. But I found it really interesting now because you can scoop the Raiders, the Eagles. Pittsburgh and whatever, and get out of round one. And then um, 
as Serge Ibe says that, and then rel- and then rely on Green Bay. As long as you're setting it up structurally right, so that you're you're not losing everyone besides Green Bay. You need more than just Green Bay, right? But as long as you're not losing everybody and you have Super Bowl combinations set up, yeah, I think that's fun. I think that's what we should be doing in these. <laughs> now Matt says going in on a Titans deck. That was that was like something that was when I said I want to do a draft and like talk about some of these kind of a little bit more off the board stacks. The Titans were one. <laughs> Now, obviously, uh, that's ruined. But, okay, so I went Allen Diggs, and now Fournette is here. But Gronk is gone? Okay, all right, then I'm not taking the Bucks. I'm not taking the... God bless it. This is awful. I mean, I have... I have to take... All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm li- I lied. I'm going to take the Cowboys as one secondary stack. Cowboys as one secondary stack. Going to do a primary build stack. Cowboys as one secondary stack. And then, because uh, even if I lose Zeke here, that's okay. I can go. I'm just going to add some NFC guys to the queue real quick. <clears throat> Odell is fine. Where Where's where's like the good NFC Oh, deep. Anyway, here we go. Maybe I'll take Debo here. Pass on Zeke. Where did Singletary go in this? He's already gone, right? Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. I missed him. I got to take Singletary. Never mind. Here's what we're going to do. Hopefully. What is your name? Post D. Leon. People in your, people in your underdog names. Um... Yeah, Titans as all right. I'm taking Singletary. We're gonna go. Bills are making the Super Bowl. One, I'm only taking one running back, and it's Singletary. So Allen, Singletary, Diggs. Obviously, I have Amari set up here, uh, and then we're just gonna get get have some fun. We're gonna have some fun with uh, a bunch of NFC guys. The fun thing about doing this is doing single QB, single running back. You can like as like as long as you have the Super Bowl covered. Like you can have like one-offs in the NFC, right? It's like you can have you you want to take Devontae Smith in the tenth round. Like the Eagles are probably not making the Super Bowl, but what if? You know, you want to take a one-off Alan Lazard, you want to take a one-off Van Jefferson, like you still have outs to winning in that Super Bowl, right? And so I like these kind of structures. Um Paul says last year in the mitten, just under half the teams, just under half. Okay. Just under half the teams in the final could fill all five spots. But as Paul says, Kansas city and Tampa Bay was very easy to stack and super chalky, right? There were teams in the final with, I know Lenny was a late round pick in those drafts, but like you could get Tyreek and you could get Tyreek and Kelsey and you could get Evans and you could get Godwin, right? <laughs> you could get all of these guys. And one of the quarterbacks in those drafts. That is on many, many pairings now. That is not possible. Or not only is it not possible on certain pairings, it is not being done much on other pairings, right? People aren't doing that with 49ers Titans. And like that could be the Super Bowl. I'm not betting on that, but it it's well within the range of outcomes that that is, is the Super Bowl. 
Uh, Cole says, for backdoor bill stacks at running back, do you prefer Brita or Moss? Moss for me. It is it is, uh, it is Moss. It is Moss for me. Sir Shibe says, there was also a four-way chop in the mitten. Got to get unique. Love that. All right, now I'm taking Debo. Oh, I took Omari. Whatever. It's fine. I'm going to take a bunch of NFC dudes and kind of figure it out with my uh, either four or five man build stack. Put Knox in the queue. <clears throat> Put Kirk in the queue. Schultz. I like Schultz. Schultz would round out the Cowboys stack. MVS. Van Jefferson. Lazard. Kittle. Little surprised the 49ers ADPs. I mean, they're up, but I'm a little surprised they're not as they're not up more, I think. No, I don't. Typically, we talked about this in Discord earlier, where I don't really want to have um, obviously the first the first round matchup, right? So I'm gonna lose either 49ers or Dallas players. But if I if I kind of go about this the way I was like starting to think about going uh, about this, I think I need to um, actually where is Gabe? Is Gabe going? Hold on, let me think about this one second, then I'll come back to it. Um, I'm gonna take Kirk. I'm I'm almost a little more agnostic to this idea of having San Fran and Dallas players in these um, the, in like a, a type of structure like this, where I made a commitment to just onslaughting Buffalo. And what my normal preference would be, as we've outlined before on previous streams like this is something like four plus two plus two plus two. Um, I'm interested in in on the secondary side when it's San, probably maybe only in this but i guess i would say also in the rams cardinals game having like being willing to sacrifice one or two players from a game in order to get like what is the upside like so i've made this bet on the bills right i'm gonna have four or five bills players Having on the other side, like a borderline sacrificial lamb is obviously not ideal, but I've been thinking about it more where like, I don't want to be 100% opposed to it. You know, and this is, I've been, I've been stewing way too many thoughts today about all this. And I've probably gal brained it a little bit too hard, but I've been thinking about this. And I think that the San Fran Dallas matchup, right? I would not have said this a week ago before we got this matchup, but that's one that like, those are two of the teams I am most bullish on in terms of their upside. And so I don't want to like totally write them off. And this, I, I was interested in leaving myself open to this possibility a five and then a bunch of one-offs from, from the other team, which is, as you see here, I left myself. I also left myself open to this where it's like, Get me to the Super Bowl 
and I almost pray it's one of the low ohm teams that that gets me there. See, so like now I'm gonna take Gabe to kind of like let the the market let let my draft dictate to me what what you want me to do with those next. Do I go five one one you know five with a bunch of one offs or do I start pairing them together? But I'm just like the Dallas and San Fran thing is just something I've been thinking about a little bit more where. I'm experimenting with it. You know, Paul, you talked about uh, doing some experimenting and stuff in like the mitten. And it's something I've been thinking about today where um, I probably should, if I'm going to do it, do it in the mitten where I'm experimenting a little bit with like, I'm sacrificing, I know I'm sacrificing one or two roster spots, but like the upside of those players on those teams is so great that like, I, and we we're talking about the bucks earlier. You could do it with the bucks too. The problem is the bucks are so expensive. Versus like I can get Debo in the fourth or fifth round, right? I can get Schultz later. I can get whoever later. But if you wanted to do that with like a Tyler Johnson or something, sure too. Same same idea. But like being willing to to do that, I'm I'm just interested in in playing around with that. The things I've thought about now in terms of strategy for these contests, like almost like makes me sick to my stomach that I'm doing this. So I took Kirk. Who are my uh let's try the let's try the uh five let's try that we're gonna try out Paul's we're gonna try out Paul's five one 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 what's the point of doing this if we're not gonna galbrain it Ethan says, I think 2-2 two, two is fine. 3-3 three, three off and same. Totally agree. I think you can 2-2, two, 1-1, two, one, one, or 2-1 from the same game. I would absolutely not do a 3-3 three, three from the same game, personally. My stance on that. Um, all right, I'm six picks away, so let's look at the board really quick. Is anybody in here? That's why I don't I don't recognize a lot of these names. We have a uh, Mahomes, Evans, Fournette, Mixon, Stafford, Dylan, Harris, MVS team from the sixth spot, which is uh, interesting. Kelsey, Rogers, Aaron Jones, Zeke, Ceh, Not, Knox, Lazard, Kyler. That's from the three. That's or that's from the four. Am I missing something? Am I missing something? Um, Ricky has Tyreek, Brady, Gronk, Daryl, Pringle. Fifth round Pringle. Wowzes. Rojo, Grayson, Pollard. Okay, that's I like to get. I'm willing to give up projection to get my correlation. That's a that's giving up a lot of projection. One hundred two has Devontae, Jamar Chase, CD, T Higgins. Did he get Burrow? He went Dak Burrow. Okay. Connor Akers Edmonds. This is a weird draft. This is a weird draft. Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Odell Beckham, Sony, Derek Carr in the sixth round. Hunter, I guess he got ran. I guess the, the 101 got ran out of quarterback. I'm okay. Now I'm more excited about this team now. All right. I have a cowboy, right? Yeah, I have a cowboy and I have a 49er. So I need NFC teams. We'll keep Van in the queue. <clears throat> we'll put Tyler Johnson in the queue. 
Van or Higby. Uh, we'll put Devontae's. Let, let's go Van from the Rams. And then it's down to Tyler Johnson, Devontae, Smith, and Goddard from the Eagles for to, to close out this 5 1 1 1. <laughs> the guy must be that guy must be listening, Matt says, and going anti you with a buck stack. Yeah. Sir Bay says, I like the elite one off. You want that high upside bring back, even if it's only for two games. I agree. Totally agree. All right. Nothing like deciding between Tyler Johnson, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. Probably gonna take Tyler Johnson, even though I just spent 20 minutes. Talking negatively about the Bucks. Yikes. Maybe I'll take an eagle just to... If we're going to have fun, let's have fun, right? So five-man bills stack with Amari, Debo, Christian Kirk, Van Jefferson, and one of these three guys. Actually, the more I think about it, I think I might take Goddard. Like a guy... I actually feel like this draft was so kind of bad <laughs> that advancing is not going to be a, as much of an issue as maybe it is in some other drafts. And give, giving myself a 10th round pick that is like not being drafted very frequently. I'm going to take Goddard. If we're going to Galbrain it, let's Galbrain it. Yeah, what a draft, man. Yeah, who was the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's I was I was gonna look up Matt says the, the guy with the buck stack. The guy with the buck stack takes Tyreek, Brady, Gronk, Daryl, Pringle, Rojo, Grayson, comes back with Perriman. Hasn't hey, gotta get Tyler get Tyler Johnson here, right? One off Pollard was interesting. Um There it is. Tyler Johnson. This person, I don't know who you are. Shout out to you. I hope the Bucks win the Super Bowl for you. Uh, did my first big mitten earlier. Uh, underdog got me. They got me with the push notification. We only need a couple more for the big mitten. Join now. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. I'm actually on a break. Got me. Um, yeah, isn't that so? Like, Mitten. Oh, is it, am I missing something? Oh, there we go. Mitten three. First team. Full draft. What a weird draft, man. Um, so I went. I'm very, I'm clearly uh, easy, easily uh, persuaded into. Uh, what you guys start talking about, right? We start talking about the Bucks, and I almost took a buck. We start talking about roster construction or whatever, and uh, Paul mentions this five-one, this five-one-one-one-one-one team, and I'm like, that sounds good. Let's do that, you know. So I end up, so I end up doing that. Um, but that was a that, that was a very fun draft, and I think a little bit of a damn camera, a little bit of kind of a you know, summary of a lot of the different things that we were talking about, right? Like the crazy shifting, shifting ADPs, some people doing some crazy stacking, some people having some like dead teams, 
Um, and then going through some different scenarios that we talked about as I was going through, through that team and landing on this kind of like very unique off the wall, five, five bills with like praying for one, one bring back in the Super Bowl. But I actually think, you know, those are not, that's not like going to be like a staple of my, of my portfolio, but it is something I'm going to uh, make sure that I have, I have in there. Um, to, as we, as we wrap up here, Ethan says, it's funny because if you drafted that way weeks earlier, you could get away with it given how many good teams missed the playoffs. That is, that is, that is very true. Um, perfect call back to the very beginning of, of the show where, I mean, this is like a, you know, a, a lessons type of type of show, but I wanted to really talk about the playoff contest because obviously I have a week before we can get into it. We have months to talk about, you know, oh, let's talk about zero running back again. Let's talk about Josh Jacobs. Um, let's talk about David Montgomery. We don't need to do that today. So I wanted to talk a little bit about these best ball contests and just some you know, like looking literally like let's look at the changing ADPs, right? We can talk about it and say, oh, you remember when Jamar Chase fell 10 picks? Like I showed you a team where Devin, Devin Singletary was the last pick of the draft and now he's going you know, like 20th overall. Somebody mentioned earlier in chat, he's going 17th overall, right? Let's actually like talk through some of that stuff. And then it's on our minds when we go to start getting into, into some of these drafts and think through, right. Then we, we got into the bucks conversation. Perfect. It's a perfect segue. Like, you know, if you're still like, if you think that the bucks are still like going to go absolutely make a run by all means, by Tom Brady, Evans, Gronk, Lenny, all these guys, but you know, it's a good conversation about like they used to be cheaper and now maybe there's some issues with their, you know, Super Bowl odds or whatever. And so it's a perfect, great, perfect place to uh, to to leave it. I'm trying to confirm a schedule for the rest of the week. Going to be doing more playoff drafts. Definitely going to get a big mitten on the books um, at some point this week. I'm not exactly sure going to get a drafter stream. If you have not done any of these drafters playoff um, drafts, absolutely. It's I love I, I, I'm bad, frankly, at the drafters regular season format uh, with the cumulative scoring and everything. I don't think I'm very good at it. I know I'm not very good at it, but um, I'm, I'm very interested. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this, this playoff contest that they have. It's a 30k total prize pool, 10k to first, $11 entry. Promo code Spike Week, promo code Spike Week on Drafters, um, and you'll get a free ticket into that uh, into that contest. But um, gonna try to mix in a Drafters draft, a Big Mitten draft, and maybe some more drafts. And then we always have now moving forward drafting on Fridays. So Friday at this time we'll be drafting, and then Wednesday special guest coming on to do the best ball bros show, but a little bit more coming absolutely ASAP on the uh, schedule for, for the rest of the week. I know it's a huge, huge, huge drafting week. So I promise that we will be on it and you'll hear more from me and more from uh, the spike week, Twitter account very soon, but thank you guys as always tons of fun. Thanks for hanging out. Awesome. Awesome conversation. I love the back and forth on the bucks on Tom Brady, the goat. I love all of that. Um, so I'll be back probably tomorrow probably tomorrow but uh i'll hit you up soon with more on that catch you guys later see ya